Welcome to the Talking Book Podcast. I'm Perry Patterson and I write new adult romance. And I am MK Stabley and I write cozy mysteries with a paranormal twist. And today we have romance author Stephanie Renee with us and we're going to chat with her for a little bit. But first, Perry's going to give you a little bit of a background on Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hey, Stephanie is a Midwestern gal living in Indiana with her husband, their two sons, and three giant fur babies. She loves writing books with badass heroines, swoon-worthy heroes, and sexy-as-hell love stories. When she's not writing, you'll probably find her watching a good horror movie or a true crime documentary, or she's doing something crafty. So Stephanie, tell us like maybe something that we wouldn't know about you, something maybe funny or something just unusual. Fun fact. So people always ask me this and I always tell them that I hate bananas. Like, I cannot stand bananas, but I am obsessed with banana nut bread. <laughs> okay, well, that I like, you know what? I really like banana nut bread too. A lot of times when I'm in the Starbucks drive through, I'll order a banana nut bread from Starbucks. They are so good. But yeah, just to eat a banana, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Sometimes I can get my dog to eat a little piece of banana. He acts like he wants it sometimes. And you're, I'm kind of like, I don't know if you want this or not, but oh, yeah. he sometimes will eat it and sometimes he won't. So that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's kind of got the love hate thing with the banana too. Uh-huh. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we do have a few questions for you. If you yeah. uh, can indulge us a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, what I wanted to know is, do you, now we're indie authors as, you know, as well. Um, do you have any background, like educational background in writing, or did you just flat out start it like we did out of nowhere? So when I was in high school, um, I was on the school newspaper. So I did that really like editorial type of writing, which I loved. And I wanted to have a career in journalism. Um, but then I started college and I got pregnant. And I was like, okay, well, journalism isn't really going to work. <laughs> so I, I ended up getting a degree in business, and but I've always loved to write. But as for anything professional, I just jumped right into it. <laughs> right. Now, would you consider yourself a um, – now, I outline everything, and I know mm -hmm. some people do – they do like a panster, which they fly by the seat of their pants. Now, what would you what would you consider your style of writing? So I usually do like like a loose outline, just of like the main points that I want to hit. Um, but if I do too much in detail, it just flies off the rails. So it's just a waste of time because I am just all over the place. But right. I usually know what I want to happen. And usually about when I know I have eight or nine chapters left, I will outline those eight or nine chapters at the end to make sure that I hit everything I want to hit. Okay, that's awesome. I That's what I do. I kind of outline a little bit beforehand, a little bit in the middle. Right. And then towards the end, I'm like, okay, we have to really seriously do something about this. We don't exactly. want to go in all different directions. Exactly. Yeah. I'll go back and I'll be reading through it like, 
I never even talked about that before, yet I stuck it at the end. Yes, yeah, exactly. I kind of, I kind of do a similar thing where I'll have an idea. I know how I want it to start, and I kind of know how I want it to end. Yes, and kind of sometimes in the middle, depending on how the writing is going. Sometimes the characters will you know, follow a certain path and, you know, they'll lead it. And sometimes I'll write more of an outline. This needs to happen. I know this. And I kind of try to make sure that as I'm writing that down, as I'm writing and as I'm going through my journal of list of things, I'll make sure I'll hit those points that I've written down and make sure I cover that. Because you just try to have a plan. It just sort Mm -hmm. of sometimes has a mind of its own. (laughs) Exactly. They kind of go off on their own little thing into the woods, don't they? Exactly. Also, I have, while we're on this subject of either planning or pantsing, um, and you're plotting it out or outlining it, I also will replay, I'll play a scene out in my mind like a movie. So I'll kind of like manipulate the scene a little bit. Do you ever do that? Does it play out? Does, do scenes play out like a movie in your head? 100% and my best time to think about scenes is when I'm driving to and from work every day Mm -hmm. and if I'm having trouble with the scene it will play in my head and sometimes I will even like I look like crazy person but I will talk the dialogue out loud (laughs) because nobody else can hear you (laughs) but it helps to see to hear what it would sound like to make sure that it sounds somewhat realistic Exactly. So, nope, but yeah, I, I totally see it definitely it. in my head. And right. For sure. Awesome. Now, how long does it typically take you to write a book? Usually a couple of months. Um, depending on which book it is. The book I'm writing now, I, I gave myself more time for this one. I was like, I'm not going to release until July because I just released a couple weeks ago. Like, I'm not going to release until July. That gives me so much more time. And I'm writing it faster than I've ever written anything before. (laughs) That's awesome. That doesn't make any sense. But usually it takes me a couple months. I try to release about every three months. Wow, that's a lot of books in one year. Yeah, Yeah. so it doesn't always happen. But I think I started publishing and my first book came out in January 2020. And I think I'm up to like 12 or 13 Wow, that's, mm-hmm. so. that's awesome. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed on your Amazon page that you had at least 12 titles out there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it really depends on the book, but some of them just fly out of me. And some of them, I'm like, I start freaking out. Like, should I push my deadline? And my editor's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. don't do that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have two going right now, and I'm freaking out that they're not going to get done. And I've been working on them for, like, eight months. Yeah. You know, but I'm also in the process of moving, so. Oh, see, that's, I know, we're in the process of doing home renovations, so it's, like, I write through the week, like, when I've got downtime at work or in the evenings. But, Mm -hmm. like, on the weekends, you know, we're painting and doing construction work. I'm just exhausted, so I'm, like, there's no way. Yeah, well, that's what I was kind of wondering. Like, you have two kids. How do you find time? <laughs> yes. We, um, so our kids, one of them is, is mine and one is my husband's. Uh, we've raised them together their whole lives. But so, like, 
we get a lot of downtime because they go off with their other parents like every other weekend. So it definitely gives us a little bit of a break to where. Oops. We lost audio there for a second. Yeah. Just repeat what you said. Just repeat that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I like every other weekend, I really get the time to sit down and write. And my husband is so good about, you know, like, keeping the kids occupied or whatever. And they're sort of old enough to the point where they just can do their own thing. Right. But yeah. So, cause I definitely make sure I get it in. Cause if I don't write for a few days, my stress level is just through the roof. (laughs) He's like, okay, let's leave mommy alone. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Did you ever think about doing another genre besides romance or are you sticking with the romance? I think I'll stick with romance I my husband wants me to write horror so bad (laughs) I don't know if I could do it but I know I sometimes think about branching out into other things I thought about doing like young adults um because I I have some ideas for that um but really it's just kind of whatever comes to me my first trilogy that I did was more romantic suspense Mm-hmm. which I liked, but then I sort of, now I'm, I've kind of branded myself as more small town. And mm-hmm. I just did a dark romance anthology, which was fun, but I found it difficult to really, cause I like writing, like feel good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too dark. My friend was like, he's not enough of an asshole. Like, <laughs> 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 like my beta readers were like, this isn't dark. You have to make it darker. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know Carrie has some questions right for you, though, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Carrie has some questions. So, um, I read, and I, I, uh, it was a Grady series book. It's your latest released, and I know you've mm-hmm. got six um, in the Grady romance series, um, and I read all the right moments. I left a review. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like the fact that they're, you know, your characters are connected because MK read a completely different one and she read, I think it was all the right, all the right things, all the right things. Okay. So, yeah. So we, we read Jonas, two different. by the way. Oh, he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so my I'm question like, is, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite character that you created and or a favorite book from a series? Hmm. I don't know. I love them all. <laughs> um, Jonas was probably the most perfect guy that I've written, though. For sure. Yeah. He was he is. perfect. <laughs> um, I don't know. So many. I wasn't going to write all the right moments. I had no intention of writing that book, but I had so many people who were like, when is Annie going to get her love story? When's she going to get her happily ever after? So mm-hmm. that's why I wrote it. And surprisingly, yeah. I'm so scared about it because I've never done like a later in life romance or anything like that. But I actually wrote it really fast. And um, so that one to me, having her have her. I think that was probably one of the more special ones that I've written. And just because it was so highly requested, like everyone was like, you can't move on with the series until Annie gets her book. Right. (laughs) Right. right. 
Yeah. And she was so much fun to write in all of the other books. She's she might be my favorite one to write because right. she's just been so much fun in in all the books. Okay. So can you go ahead and list all the titles in the Grady Romance series, like book one yes. through six? So um the first book is All the Right Things. That's about mm -hmm. Jonas. Yeah. Okay. Um the second one is All the Right Reasons, which is about mm -hmm. Jesse. Right. Then there's All the Right Choices, which is about Jared. All the Right Moves, which is about their sister, Jenna. And then All the Right Moments, which is about their mom, Annie. And the one I'm working on now, um, I haven't put the title up on Amazon, but it's called All the Right Ideas. And it's about their um, family friend, Nicole, who Jonas was actually engaged to at one point. So it's her finding her happily ever after okay so in all the right moments is jonas mm -hmm. he's he's married to nicole i mean he's engaged at in all the right moments is that who he's engaged to in all, in the, all the right moments somebody... jonas is married to andy um in mm -hmm. moments um somebody's somebody's having a baby yes. one of the brothers so is having a baby jesse and tracy have the baby in the book and then Jenna announces that she's pregnant Okay. at the end of it. So there aren't enough branches in that family tree. Okay. <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Um, okay. So um, what, when people ask you to suggest one of your books, is there one that you suggest more than the others or do you does it just depend on like the person that you're talking to and and how you go about it with like suggestions like when people ask what do you suggest i read you know so usually if people ask i kind of ask what they're into mm -hmm. um all the right things is normally my go-to because it's just a good start to the series right um, okay but i wrote last year when we were on vacation um I wrote Beauty and the Boss Man, and I wrote almost the whole book while we were on vacation. And um, so that one is more of like a romantic comedy. And I have a lot of people like that one because it has the curvy heroine and like the dad bod hero. So like it's two very real people, and you know they I talk about their insecurities. Kendall. Yeah, it's. I have a lot of people tell me they like it because it it the characters are more real you know it's not some hunky guy i mean he's hunky but you know well, <laughs> I I that's why i like andy hmm? that's why i liked her character andy yes because she was yeah. you know curvy and she's more real yes. so when i read i definitely try to make the characters at least somewhat relatable yeah. um mm -hmm. but yeah so beauty and the boss man i recommend if they just want something quick and light and funny um and then if they want like billionaire i recommend like aces wilds that was sort of my my best attempt at writing kind of a jerk <laughs> but he's he doesn't turn out to be a jerk but ah okay okay but, so it really just yeah. depends on what people are into because i know right. some people don't like the country small town type of a vibe you know right okay and have you been to any like um book indie book promo type of like um festivals or um 
I know, I know, um, MK has been to one. I started writing, um, in 2017 and I've written four mm-hmm. books. I put my, my first one out in December, 2019, and I just released one December of 2021. And I won't be releasing another one for about a year because it'll be historical fiction. And I have a lot of research to do, but, um, right. MK went to one in Nashville and I was just wondering if you've been to any and which ones do you like and which ones would you recommend for authors who were interested in attending like the book? Um, tell us, I can't, and I'm not using the right, because I haven't been to one, so I'm not using the right term. <laughs> so I'm not getting um, my point across. I have not been to one yet. I released my first book right when like COVID was starting. Oh, Okay. Um, so and you've done there just weren't a lot, but I am signed up wow. for um the Dreaming in Michigan one next year. Okay. Um. So any of them that are around me, I definitely want to go to because I think it's such a cool experience to meet readers and to just interact and you know find out what people like and and just have that one on one with them. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to try to do like as many as I can. I've heard that the um, Indies Invade Philly is just the absolute best one that you can go to because it's just massive. But okay. I have no idea even how one gets into that one. So. Okay. <laughs> it seems like all the really big name ones go in there. So I don't know if like they invite you to go or okay. what, but. Okay. Well, MK has one um, that she was interested in um, that she's mm-hmm. been looking into. Tell us a little bit about that one. Cause I think it's that in, one is in New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. Right. In February. Like they have, they have one that's going to be, it's called hot in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that is this summer in July, but I wasn't able to get into that one, but they're having another one. It's going to be um, carnival in New Orleans. Oh, how in fun. February. In February. So, and I did one in Nashville about six years ago when I, mm-hmm. in a previous author life, I had a different author name, different books. Those are no longer yeah. published, but it was in Nashville at the um, Gaylord. The Opryland Hotel. Uh-huh. It's yes. fantastic. And even, were, if you, yes. even if you just can go to the hotel and like look at it, like walk through it, it's phenomenal. It amazing. It's, it it oh, looks it like... It literally looks like when you're in the atrium, the large area, it looks like you're outside in like a jungle and it's almost like going to Disney World. And there's a, there's a river that flows through that. And there's a boat ride that you can take that goes through it. And the water, the water that's they've put in the river there in the um, Gaylord Opryland hotel is from every river around the entire world. They've gotten samples sit in and put it put it in there oh my gosh that's so cool and you get pictures taken and they even mm-hmm. have like shopping and different levels so oh, you yeah, can go like up different levels there. and shopping and restaurants <laughs> wow. and all around and then there's ponds around the river and then you see the boat coming through and it's all indoors and they've added onto it and created a water park like an mm-hmm. indoor outdoor water park and it's all right there in Nashville. So it's one of those destination hotels. I mean, the other yeah. destination hotel that so sounds many... amazing. It sounds like one of those really fancy Vegas hotels. It's, yes. it's even better. Yes. It's even and that's better. where that it sounds amazing. That's where that book festival is. And I know BB yeah. Easton 
was it that one um in she Nashville. was there this past year this we year. had we had bb on um the podcast in january when we first started our podcast in january i did listen to that we one yeah. okay and um so we're fans of her and um so we were excited that you know we saw her at that one she had you know not been to one in, in, in nobody had been to any um, book yeah, festivals yeah. like that in a while. When I was in New Orleans a few weeks ago, I'm actually from New Orleans. I grew up in okay. uh, South Louisiana. Um, and I was there a few weeks ago doing um, some little promo stuff with Karen White, who was releasing in her latest book. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled upon the Tennessee Williams Book Festival. It was taking oh, place wow. in the hotel where we were staying. I didn't even know. And so I was sitting, literally, we were staying at Hotel Montelon. And Montelion, I recommend that hotel if you can stay there. If you can mm-hmm. stay in Hotel Montelion, it's on Royal Street. It's my all-time favorite hotel. It's haunted. It's a literary hotel. They have a plaque in the, a big case in the foyer listing all of the authors who have stayed at there from Tennessee Williams to Anne Rice to John Grisham. Ernest Hemingway was there, right? Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And whole list of of authors. They have a carousel bar. It's literally a carousel that moves and rotates. I wrote about it in my first book. I have a scene that Uh takes place in that hotel, but I'm, we're literally sitting in a little coffee shop, a French coffee shop right across from the hotel. And so the doors are open and I can see the second floor of the hotel and I see all these books and it looked like a bookstore. So I'm like telling my friend, I'm like, <laughs> we need to go check out what's on the mezzanine level because yeah. it looks like there's a bookstore. I, we walk on up there and it's the Tennessee Williams Book Festival. <laughs> I'm walking in, I'm like, you know, picking up books, I'm buying copies and, you know, there are all these, you know, and they're going off to their conferences and everything. And I was just like, well, wow, I'm going to follow them on Instagram so I'm, I can keep up with them. But yeah, I, have not, I haven't been to one, but we just wanted to ask you if you had ever been to any, which ones you recommend for authors. I'm to, so excited to, to go to them. Like I said, next year, I'm hoping that they, they start having more of them again. Um, because I mean, around me, they're just like few and far between right now, but I definitely want to, like, I've like already told my husband, like the, like the swag I want to order. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Swag. Like we have yes. our podcast t-shirts, MK. And you can't oh, see cool. MKs because she's cut in half a little bit, but yeah, we have <laughs> podcast t-shirts. We have podcast. Um, of course I did this on my cricket. But it's a podcast mic on one side and the talking book on the other side. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like whipping those out on the plastic wine glasses <laughs> and I don't blame you. making ornaments, you know, with the podcast uh-huh. um, on it and sticking like little tiny tissue paper with the podcast tissue paper down in there, That's all that fine. kind of stuff. Yeah, they're so cute. They're so cute. I can't buy a cricket. I would spend so much time and money on it, right? <laughs> well, I I got mine for Christmas. I asked my husband for one. For, I have the cricket. Uh-huh. I have the cricket three explorer, and I probably don't even really know much about how to use it. But I I'm you know printing stuff out and putting it on plastic wine glasses left and right. Like, it's isn't this cute? Oh, look at this ornament I made. Oh, That's yeah. awesome. So some people who like yeah. run their own businesses just mm-hmm. from stuff they make on their cricket. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you can do so much with that thing. Yeah. It's dangerous. Yes. MK, you need to get one <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> after you finish moving into your new house. 
that will be in your next. And, oh, and finish writing your two books that you're writing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, speaking, speaking oh, well, speaking of craft projects, tell us about what you like to do for crafting. So um, I love just like anything, like I love to to draw or to color or to paint. Um, recently, I got really into those little diamond painting things. You guys seen those? Uh-uh. So it's like they give you like this canvas and it's like sticky with glue. And then they give you all these little colored beads and you have this little tool and you stick the beads on the different little squares. And then it makes like a pretty like picture. And when you look at it, it like sparkles in the light because the beads are all shiny. Right. And it takes forever and my husband hates it because I get beads everywhere. <laughs> I don't That's know. Awesome. Anything I can do with my hands just... Uh, it, it just de-stresses me and I bought one for myself I got it I don't know it was like before Christmas I think I was taking a break from writing and I thought that I just ordered like a small one and I ordered this giant one that's like six feet long <laughs> and I'm like this will take me seven this years gonna take a while. <laughs> <laughs> this will take me forever to finish so oh my gosh <laughs> I still get it out and work on it when I have time but I'm like I can't because I take up like our entire dining room table. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Well, so, I mean, I'm not. Next time I should probably pay attention to the dimensions. Yeah, but. I'm not super patient. So the crafting projects that I usually do on my yeah. cricket are pretty quick and fast and I get them done. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I'm writing a novel, I really have to concentrate a hundred percent. So I kind of fall exactly. down the rabbit hole and I'm like in the rabbit hole, like, you know, for days, hours on end, only focusing on that one thing. So I'm very, you know, one track mind when I'm writing. So I can't, exactly. I can't, I don't know Usually how the time is I'm writing doing it is like same. if I take a couple weeks off between books or something, right. like if I take mm -hmm. a few weeks off, but because otherwise I'm like, I should really be writing right now instead of doing this. <laughs> now, do you have your next one all set up and kind of in your head and ready to go? Yes. To start writing? It's funny because I, I went to my husband and I said, look, I said, I need an excuse for why this guy moves to town. And I said, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this book. I know the characters' names. I know who Nicole is. She's been in the other books. But I said, I have no idea what I want to do. And right. he just randomly pulled this idea out of his butt. <laughs> and I was like that's a really, really good idea. Nice. <laughs> and so I kind of tweaked it and made it fit for the book, but it, it's going to have a pretty good twist to it in the middle. So I'm really excited about it. And I think I'm about 20,000 words in on it. That's pretty darn good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's like I said, this one's going really fast, which knowing me once I get done writing it I am completely impatient so I don't know that I'll be able to wait till July to release it <laughs> because I'm just I'm not good at sitting on things yeah yeah but I'm not either <laughs> no I want it like it's done I wanted to get out there in the world <laughs> right so do you so, have like a word count writing goal I know a lot of authors are like well I've got to get in 5k today and for me, I'm just kind of like, if I can complete a full chapter or maybe two chapters yeah. a day or more, if I'm on a roll, depending on if I'm on a roll, I won't stop. But, you know, if I get to a point where I know I need to stop and I've got to really think for mm -hmm. a while on my next thing, you know, I stop. But do you have any of those, I've got to get to 5K or 10K today or... 
So not normally. And for me, so I typically, um, I write everything in a notebook first. Um, because it's just easier for me to do that. Like if I'm at work or if I'm out somewhere and then when I type it, that's sort of like my first edit that I do. So, so like when I'm writing in a notebook, I really have no idea how many words I'm getting down. Normally I tell myself like by the end of the day, I want to finish this scene or I want to finish these two chapters. Um, but really if it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. You know, there's always tomorrow because I find that if I, push myself to try to write it when I read it later it just won't be any good yeah it's like you're you're kind of honing it in you know you're not like eh. exactly I'm yeah. just like it, it's not going to be any good and people are going to be able to right. tell so if, if I'm tired or some people like I remember um I really got started reading romance I read Megan March a lot and she talked about she was like a lawyer and she stayed up till 2 a.m you know, writing every day and then she'd get up at 6 a.m. I'm like, if I only got four hours of sleep, I would be useless the next day. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't do that. You know, I'd rather write until 9 or 10 o'clock and then the next day come back to it with fresh eyes because Mm -hmm. if I'm up till 2 o'clock in the morning writing, it is not going to make a lick of sense the next day. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. Yeah, so, I mean... I try to set a goal, but if I don't hit it, I, you know, I I don't make it a big deal. I know some people, they have to stick to their goals. And mm-hmm. I think that I would be maybe more like that if I did this full time. Um, but really, I just, you know, I write when I've got downtime at work or in the evening. So that changes every day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so do you have any favorite authors that you're reading or do you have like um a book that you're anticipating reading or author that you're like oh I'd like to read something by her um something that you're kind of like looking forward to reading when you have time so really I try to read a lot of like my indie authors authors and you know because I know when you're starting out it's so hard to get reviews and all that and to get it in front of people so I try to read those more than anything. I used to read a lot of Megan March. Um, I, the job I had, I would listen to her audiobooks. Um, same thing with like Helen Helen Hart. Um, I, I think I finished a lot of hers, but I just everyone tells me I should read Colleen Hoover. Um, She's so, really hot right, right now. Yeah. I'm yeah. Also reading um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I'm currently reading that. Are you loving that? Yes. Are you loving that? Okay. So good. Um, I've had so many people tell me to read that. Yes. I I know. Like, one of my coworkers brought it in, brought me the book, and was like, I'm letting you borrow this. Read it. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay. I had no idea what it was about going in, but very good book. And, but really, I mean... Like I said, I try to follow indies. If a book pops up that I want to read, I'll add it to my TBR. But so, so is romance your so romance is your go to genre that you you love reading? Typically, mm-hmm. I read romance more than anything, and I'll mm-hmm. read any type of romance: mm-hmm. dark, suspense, small town, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but I do read some young adult. Um, I've read a bunch of like the Rick Riordan, Riordan, I don't know how you pronounce oh, his yeah. last name. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I read a lot of his stuff because it's something that like my, my kids can read to and we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but really if something looks good, I'll read it. I like horror books too. I just don't read them all the time. You know what you should start with? If you're going to start, if you like horror, Mm -hmm. you should start with Verity by Colleen Hoover. Really? Yeah. Okay. I will definitely add it to my list. I know that some people say that, you know, she's horror and some people say that she's romance and it it seems like she's really like all over the place. So I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know which one is about what. Well, (laughs) she's romance. I've read five of Colleen Hoover's books. I haven't read all of them, but I'm planning to read all of them. Um, But the five out of the five I've read, I read it. uh, It ends with us reminders Mm -hmm. of him verity and um heart bones and layla those are the five by colin hoover that i've read layla you will like if you like horror and verity you will like but i will say every one of these books is romance Mm-hmm. So even with the horror and the thriller, you know, plots, they're, they're romance. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely wanted to check some of hers out, but it's like, I had no idea where to start. Yeah. Start with Layla and Verity. Um, and I really, I liked both of those. Um, <clears throat> I think out of the five that I've read, I would say reminders of him, which is her latest is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just started reading. Some people didn't like it, and some people were afraid to go further. Like they're because it's it's a little bit of a difficult um, situation that she's writing about. It's a it's right. it's a very um, emotional situation. But I would say keep reading. That's what okay. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have been wanting to check out some of her stuff, but I see all of like I'm on tiktok so book talk and it's like i i keep seeing like the same 10 things like requested or you know reviewed over and over and over again and i'm like i want to read those but at the same time i want to give love to like these books that don't have any love yet (laughs) you know right like and that's kind of what we try to do with this podcast Mm -hmm. yes we try to focus on the indie author and the promotion of them because they're not getting you know, the typical promotion that the traditionally published authors get. So exactly. that's that is much appreciated because I mean, right now, indie authors, you know, are just growing by leaps and bounds. There's so many. Yeah. So many. And, you know, it is really hard to kind of break into the, the especially the romance genre, but it's good to see so many self-published people doing it now. Yeah. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. And I think it would be fun. I mean, going back to the, the author book festivals and things Mm -hmm. like that, where you can meet everybody that you follow on Instagram and everything and that you, you've kind of had some interaction with, but you haven't met them in person yet. It would be so fun to be able to do that and all be in one place and, and connect and get to know each other. I'm a little bit better. That would be a lot of fun. So we'll have to do the Savannah one. Oh, Oh yeah. yeah. There's a big one in Savannah, really? and it's usually in the summer. 
So love they're probably booked already for this summer, oh, but well, definitely next summer I am planning on going to that. So Perry, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you're prepared for the heat because yes. it will be very hot. It in is Savannah. hot there. <laughs> very hot in Savannah. Hot and humid. <laughs> Better than snow. <laughs> yes. I know. I came from Ohio about a year ago. So well, I everything just shuts know. down here in Georgia when it snows. You know, people kind of freak out. It's going to snow. Oh my gosh. And everything's gone at the grocery store that day. And everybody's just kind of going crazy. Oh, yeah. Yep. There's no bananas, no bread. (laughs) You know, we're used to it in Indiana and we still run out of those things at the store when it snows. (laughs) I don't know what it is with the bananas. Well, the thing about it is, even though when it snows, people are rushing to get bread and milk and you're like, but if yeah. your power goes out, your milk's going to go bad. Yep. Right. Why are you getting that? <laughs> My dad would always make a joke that people were buying bread and milk and eggs. And he was like, why is everybody making French toast? <laughs> right. It's exactly what you think. The ingredients for French toast. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so are you a football fan? Um. A little bit. I'd say we're more basketball than football, um, but we do watch football. Okay. We got rid of um, cable. We're like all streaming services now. So sometimes watching the sports is hard because, you know, only certain streaming services carry certain games. And yeah. so it's mm-hmm. definitely been a challenge for us. <laughs> Well, I know yeah, that you're the same way. Yeah, I know that you're busy yeah. writing so much um these days, but um do you have a favorite Netflix show and you know, are you, you know, binging on anything, you know? So I'm I'm finishing up Supernatural. Okay. Um so I my husband bought me like the big DVD or the Blu-ray set of it for Christmas. So I've been watching that. And, and when I'm at work, sometimes I put it on Netflix. <laughs> okay. So are you also, um, you froze for just a second. Oh, you're back. Um, so are you also like a Vampire Diaries or the Originals or Legacies fan? So I, I started Vampire Diaries. I want to go back and finish it because I did like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have a short attention span sometimes. Like it's taken me years to finish Supernatural. <laughs> normally like when we turn on something like in the evenings like if we're you know laying on the couch I usually fall asleep to whatever it is um we we do watch Stranger Things we watched that one yeah that Um, one's coming out now a new one's coming out so we watch that um we watch like all the true crime documentaries when they come on I love those too oh they're so good and Netflix makes some really good ones are you a fan of Ozark no, but I heard we need to watch it. You do. Same yeah. here. I haven't watched it yet either. <laughs> I heard it's amazing. I became obsessed, seriously obsessed with Ozark. Obsessed. And Ozark is filmed here. Vampire Diaries was filmed here. Mm-hmm. Legacies filmed here. Um, the other one that you mentioned, um, the originals was filmed here. Stranger Things mm-hmm. is filmed here. Oh, those are all filmed here. Um, Star Girl was filmed here. I don't think we talked about that one, but um, so many things, so many things. I was actually an extra on Legacies. I was an extra on Star Girl. 
Um, oh my gosh, how cool. I didn't go, I didn't go to, I tried to get on Ozark and I think the, mm-hmm. the dates didn't work for me. I haven't done any extra work since COVID. Um, I just haven't wanted to. Right. So um, I haven't, but. Um, too busy now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So have you watched Bridgerton? No, but um, that is another one that is on my list because my coworker is obsessed with it. And she tells me like yes. all the time, you have to watch it. <laughs> oh, Outlander. I haven't watched the second one yet, though, Outlander. but the first season I was obsessed with. I've heard mixed reviews about season two. Some people loved it and some people hated it. It wasn't, Uh-oh. I didn't think it was as good as season one. I really yeah. liked the Duke in season one. I did too. He was but, my favorite. But what they've done is each season of Bridgerton is based on, I think, the books. Because I think the books right. go by a character's story. Mm-hmm. So the character mm-hmm. story for season one was apparently the Duke. And the character story for season two is apparently the Viscount. So their stories are different for each season. So I think that that's what you'll see because they're based on the books that they'll go with whatever story book three is, whosever story that is, but it's still kind of tied together because you still got, um, the same characters for the most part. Right. Right. You still have, well, um, whistle down you know yes. who is who is whistle down you know it, it kind of and it kind of a little bit reminds me of gossip girl because back in the day right. you know everybody was like who's gossip you know that was you know yes that's i funny. did watch gossip girl yes gossip love gossip girl okay i have not <laughs> seen that <laughs> And the Carrie well, Diaries. Say, I tried to watch it again recently, and it yeah. did not age well. Okay. <laughs> it did not so age maybe well. Maybe I'm a little too old to watch it now. I don't know. I If you haven't watched it, I would try. I would I give it a try. I haven't watched it. Maybe I'll, I'll yeah. try that one. Yeah, it was good. I did see this funny video the other day of the the actors from Bridgerton reading their lines, but in American accents. And it was hysterical. <laughs> like I didn't even watch the show, but it would it would like show a clip of them, you know, reading in their British accents, and then them trying to sound American, and they all just do like Valley Girl accents. Oh gosh, that'd be hilarious! <laughs> that's how all Americans talk. I'm like, I don't yeah. think that's how they talk. But, and Gossip yeah. Girl, Gossip Girl was based on a book series. Yes, it, it was. was based on a book series. So they they were okay. fan, yeah, they were fans of the book series um, before they started and they, and I think the same producers that were maybe doing the OC and the OC is really old too, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, I think the same people that were doing the OC were doing gossip girl. And um, I think some of the people who did sex in the city also worked on gossip girl too. Yeah, And in the Carrie diaries, if you're familiar with the Carrie diaries, mm-hmm. that's based on Candace Bushnell's novel um, right. of the same name. And then of course she wrote sex in the city Um she also wrote kind of a memoir recently. It's been a few years ago, but mm-hmm. is there still sex in the city by Candace Bushnell is her kind I of have like, to read that one. I read the other ones. It's kind of like her midlife um, book. Um, I met okay. Candace. I met Candace Bushnell. It's been several years ago, but when her, when is there still sex in the city came out her memoir? 
I met her um, here in Atlanta. So I'm I'm a fan of Candace Bushnell. Also, we have some other great authors here in Atlanta. Um, Emily Giffen, if you're familiar with Emily Giffen's books, mm-hmm. Something Barred, Something Blue. Um, yeah. Love the one you're with. Um, she's here in Atlanta. Uh, Mary Kay Andrews um, and Karen White, who's going to be on our show um, yes, on Monday. That's exciting. The she's also from Atlanta. So okay, have to travel yeah. down to Atlanta. I've really never been before. Oh yeah, so yeah. much to do. So much to do down here. Yeah, yes, you can stay I'd here. You can go. Stay. MK and yeah. I are empty nesters. You can say I've got. I've literally got like four. <laughs> I have four extra bedrooms. I've got oh one in the basement, uh, one upstairs. I've got two on the main floor. Uh, yeah, I use one for my office. But oh, yeah, my I kids are it. in college. So. Yeah. <laughs> One's yeah. about to graduate. Mine's in college weeks. too, up in Ohio, at Ohio oh, State. Wow. Yeah, I've got one at yeah. University of Georgia. And okay. I have one at Kennesaw State. And he's about to graduate. My my 22-year-old is about to graduate in a few weeks from Kennesaw State. And then I've got a daughter who's 19 and she's a sophomore at the University of Georgia. What do they want to do when they get out of college? My son is interested in film editing. Um, and he's got a, he's majoring in communications with an, um, concentration in film editing and a minor in public relations. My daughter wants to graduate with a degree in sports medicine. She wants to be an athletic trainer. She will have to get her master's degree in athletic training. Uh And she wants to work with either a high school uh, sports teams or college sports teams as an athletic trainer. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Mine is in business. (laughs) He's he's in the uh, Ohio State Fisher School of Business College. It's a good school. Yes. Um, He's a senior. He'll graduate in December. Um, in accounting. So, but then he ended up getting a minor in history. So <laughs> he, loves history. he loves history. And I guarantee you, if he could make any money in that, he would have majored in history. Yeah. But he's like, there's no money in it. <laughs> and I have so many friends who went to college and now it's like, they're so far in debt and they don't have a career and what they went to college at all. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have one more question for you. Okay. Yes. Um, what advice would you give to other indie authors for marketing their books? Marketing. I would say so. Um, I heard this tip from Willow Winters. And because I follow her, like, she's got, like, a TikTok for authors or whatever. And she said that just keep talking about your books Mm -hmm. always. You know, post about them on Instagram, even if it's an older book. You know, Mm -hmm. post about it on Instagram, talk about it on Facebook, do a giveaway, do a TikTok, whatever. Because she said, typically for someone to buy your book, they have to see it at least seven times. For it to really sink in that they should buy it. And so I think that, you know, and I'm I'm looking into doing different things, like, you know, making different swag that goes with my books and trying mm-hmm. to, to do different things to get people interested in those other avenues. You know, when the Grady set's done doing, like, the box set for it, doing, you know, the, the whole discreet cover thing is huge right now. Which yeah. 
I'm like, I don't care what, what people think I'm reading, but, <laughs> but, you know, I would say just keep talking about them, you know, be proud of what you wrote. You wrote a damn book, like yes. put it out yeah, there yeah. and talk about it. Yeah. You know? Who cares if people get sick of it? Just keep talking about it. I have themed candles, um, that go along oh, with my book. And this is made by a company out in Washington or Oregon. They, I think they're in Oregon and they're uh-huh. called, um, pop, I, I want to say pop heart. Candles? No, it's pop heart, heart, pop candles, pop art candles. I'll have to, I cannot remember. I think it's I heart. No, it's I heart pop candles. It's okay. I heart pop candles. And this one is for my book, walking the crimson road. And it says, smells like dancing till dawn, your favorite outfit, roses, first date jitters, and falling in love. And then I have one for My Blood Runs Crimson, which smells like hot southern frat boy, old road sororities, (laughs) celebration cigars, aged whiskey, winning traditions, and legends. And then I have one, of course, for all the crimson roses too and then hit zero my other book but um i had but it's i heart pop candles and i basically just email them or um, they're on instagram i heart pop candles mm-hmm. and you can just dm them and say i want to custom make a candle and you give them what you want on the label smells like you know uh-huh. and and they oh, will no, cool. they will make it because i am always looking for new ways of putting swag out there besides just the typical like bookmarks and magnets and and stickers you know you want to offer different things for people Mm -hmm. something that makes you stand out right i think for my my older books that aren't in published anymore i had um a friend of mine owns like a personalization company and Mm -hmm. She took my covers and put them on hand lotions that you can put in your purse. Oh, wow. Um, chapstick. Uh-huh. The covers are on the chapstick. <laughs> it was, like, the cutest idea. And when I went to Nashville, I would make, like, little bags that had, like, a pen with my cover on it, mm-hmm. um, the chapstick, and the lotion. So it was something different. It wasn't just the bookmark or the magnet or the keychain. Exactly. You know, people, you know, I've seen people do, like, hand sanitizers. You know, every yes. time they pick up that hand sanitizer, they're seeing yeah, it on there. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely think that stuff like that's just worth worth doing, worth spending the money on to to really get your name out there. Right. Yeah, and just write it all off on your taxes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> write it all off. Write <laughs> right it all off. Yes, everything. Everything you can think of. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but we do want to um, promote another indie podcast. Um uh-huh. Indie, it's called the Indie Book Nook, and okay. it is um, an indie podcast by Sarah and Jessica, the Indie Book Nook, um, author Sarah Hill and uh, Jessica Cant, I think it's Cantrell, Cantwell, Jessica Cantwell, and author Sarah Hill have the Indie Book Nook, and they are brand new. They just okay. started in March, and so they are doing um, a similar podcast. It's very different from ours. I mean, we we definitely um, want to put our platform out there for indie authors and support indie authors, and we try to promote the heck out of you before um, right. we have you on the before show. 
Um, and um, we hope we do a good job with that. But, um, and of course we are open to all genres. We do not discriminate whatever genre you write. You will be able to be promoted on our podcast. That is part of our platform is simply to promote indie authors. But again, we will have other authors on who are New York Times bestsellers sometimes and, um, and other authors that write nonfiction. And um, so that's kind of part of our show. So we wanted to give a shout out to Indie Book Nook. They are on Spotify as well as Apple Podcast. And of course, you can find our podcast on Spotify and on the Anchor app. You can find us on Facebook, on the Talking Book Facebook page. And of course, on Instagram. And the Talking Book Instagram has a link where you can click on that and it takes you to our podcast. And then we take our recorded lives and I put them on my YouTube page and you can find the recorded um, shows there by just typing in Perry, P-E-R-R-I-E, Patterson, P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N, books, all one word, Perry Patterson books in the search bar and you can find me on YouTube and that's where you'll find our recorded lives if you want to watch those back. And then of course this episode will be up on Spotify tomorrow and we will send you a link so that you can promote it on all of your sites too. Exactly. Everybody listen to this interview. So we thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. It's great to know you. Yes. Yes. And the Grady Romance series, um, six books in the series and Tell us the latest one. All the right, all, all the right, right moments, moments is the latest yes. one. All the right things, things is, the is the first one. Yes. And mm-hmm. you're working on all the right ideas. Yes. Stephanie Renee, check her out. Follow her. Give her a follow. Give her a like. And we thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you to our thank listeners. You, Thanks, Stephanie. And thank we you. want to make sure everybody listens we have karen white coming up monday april 25th and that'll be at 6 p.m and we'll have an interview that one yeah karen white new york times best-selling author latest book is the shop on royal street that monday the 25th good night good night thank you